0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lalit show and today I have with me a very special guest. He's the founder and CEO of Career Ninja and I'm super excited because they're doing a bunch of exciting things and Sronit himself has gone through a lot through the education system and we'll find out more about his story, uh, the platform and what he has in store for India. What's up Sronit, what's happening my friend?
1: Hi Lalit, awesome to be here. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for this opportunity. What's up? A lot of interesting things. Uh, we're adding a user a minute, so that's what's up. Our servers are breaking. <laughs> so if I get interrupted while we're doing this chat, then uh, that's that's what's up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, man. I like I like how you started with the metric, and you. I'm sure uh, that kind of metric is something that we all keep chasing. But so I want to understand. Can you explain to the audience watching in simple terms?
1: What problem does Career Ninja solve? Sure. So our latest product is LearnTube. Uh, and what problem it solves is you YouTube video creo. Uh, if you're watching this also on YouTube, right? Uh, uh-huh. You don't know what to watch next. Let's say you're trying to learn social media marketing and you watch one video, you don't know what video is next, you don't know what else is there. How when do I finish social media marketing? When do where do I start? you so we add structure to learning on youtube second is uh, you may spend a hundred hours learning social media but when you go to an interview the guy will just stare at you saying Bata. right uh, you have no proof right so we add assessments once you complete assessments you get certificates you get a certificate so we solve for proof and third is with all the learning that you do in LearnTube, it all stacks up. You keep getting badges, certificates, coins, which all ultimately help you get a job, right? So there are more than a thousand employers who hire directly from us, um, and uh, you know, that's where we want to see you go.
0: Man, I have a I have a quick question uh, in terms of. What you've done, I feel it's such a simple problem to solve, but yet a hard problem to recognize. Um, how did you stumble upon this idea? I don't like from one entrepreneur, uh, one entrepreneur to another. It, it's quite fascinating when you could see something so in front of your eyes and, you know, you see somebody actually solving their problem. Where do you find InSpo?
1: So we actually stumbled upon it, right? Like you said, um, we... We're selling cohort based courses so we always believe that there's enough content in the world it's just not easy to apply or you know you get a du- you get a doubt and you get stuck and you don't have someone to ask uh so we used to do we used to put this youtube content together and then do live lessons on top to help you apply it and to help you sort of uh, complete a com- well-rounded course right and learn like be practical about it. So, uh, but what we realized is even the people who would buy our course would first start learning on YouTube, then see if they actually need something, then see if they actually like that subject, and then a small segment of it would go on and buy. But the large chunk of people would not want to buy. Uh, maybe because their problem was solved, maybe because they just needed some part of the content. I know social media marketing, but uh, Facebook changes algorithm. So, now what do I do? right Uh, so they just wanted a small micro skill is what we call it so we said okay if that's what 90 percent of the world wants let's make that easy for them right Uh, so we actually stumbled upon it that's where most people are that's what most people want so why are we forcing a new app a new product a new way of learning why don't we just make the existing way of learning easier damn
0: man I must say it's such an impressive idea um I, and it's and i think it works really well on us on a large scale metric because at the end of the day youtube is accessible to anybody that has a phone and all that all that they have to do is now put that knowledge to test and action And now they have a course and a certification that complements and validates, you know, what they've done. I think that's a phenomenal idea. Uh, What's the kind of success rate that you guys are having right now as we're speaking? You said one one subscriber per second.
1: I'm in it for now. Hopefully a second uh, by the time (laughs) the video launches. But anyway, uh, so actually one more cool thing right so we said okay youtube everyone knows in india everyone's also always on whatsapp so we turn whatsapp into a learning platform so if you sign up on our platform uh you'll get your next video on whatsapp you can do your assessments on whatsapp mcqs everything and you'll even get your certified certificate message to you straight on whatsapp so you don't even need to go to any app right so, uh, where we are is we are at, at about 2.2 lakh users. Uh, this is in just about five months of launch. Um, and with very tiny marketing budgets, we're, we're an early stage startup. so We like to keep things frugal um, But we have organic users from another 24 countries. We've only marketed in India. And uh, we're seeing awesome completion rates. We're seeing completion rates five times of Udemy's best courses, wow. right?
0: Why do you think
1: that's happening? And one more thing. So these are unpaid guys, right? Learning is free on 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 LearnTube. Uh, Only certificates, etc. are paid. So unpaid user learning on their own, yet having an awesome completion rate. That's because learning is easy, right? As you said, everyone knows how to use YouTube. Everyone knows how to use WhatsApp. Uh, Second, you see yourself going towards an end goal. Right? As I said, we're built towards an outcome. If Lalit wants to be a uh, you know, product uh, entrepreneur and he wants to learn product management next, we'll make sure Lalit sees himself getting towards product management with every skill and every lesson that he does. Uh, okay. And yeah, we'll sit on your head until you do it. Right. The WhatsApp bot will keep running behind you until you actually <laughs> learn. Just like your tuition teacher.
0: True. I have another question popping in my head. Now, how do you guys make money if this is becoming free? What is your revenue model like? Where is your sweet spot?
1: Sure. So see, learning's free because it's it's free in a way for me, right? The content doesn't cost me and that's why I don't want to charge people for learning. I think what we're ultimately a for impact venture. Um, we want to help millions of people learn. We want to be in the most rural place of the country and make opportunity available to the guy sitting on the farm. Uh, right? Uh, but yes, it does cost us money to do all of this. So we charge for certification. Certification costs you some money. Uh, or if you want placement support where you get interview training and you know uh, CV reviews, etc. We charge for that. Wow. And there are also live workshops that we do every week, uh, which we charge for. But the beauty is you pay once and you get everything, right? So if you pay an X amount uh, for our subscription, for one year, you get unlimited access to all the 200 plus courses, uh, all the certificates. So it's it's a buffet. It's It's pay once, eat what you want, learn what you want, get certified how much you want. Right, so it's again very accessible.
0: So it, it is, it is like a Skillshare or a Udemy where you can buy an all-access pass, and once you have the all-access yep. pass, there are, there is like another additional sell, uh, you know, upsell for anything specialized that they want from them. Is it like that?
1: So there are three all-access passes. There's one which is below thousand bucks, of accessible to all, one year access to all courses and certificates. There's one uh, which gives you access to that plus live workshops, mm-hmm. right? That's LearnTube Pro Plus. And then there's LearnTube X, which gives you all access to the live workshops, the certificates, the courses and placement support. So everything is all access. Okay. We don't want to, we don't want you to worry about... See, the, the emotion we don't want in people is we do to learn something, we We don't want money to be an hindrance more than once. For anyone who wants to learn more
0: uh, so so this is this is some this is a product that only has to tr- keep getting new customers every single time and there is no like i mean what what is the retainer here where where, where do you make more money apart from just the uh entry or uh, like you know annual renewal or something is there any anything else that you make money off
1: uh, not yet in the future we'll obviously uh, see if we can make money out of the placement side because we'll be catering to large volumes of people right, right. so obviously we'll be looking at integrating with job job platforms we'll be looking at integrating with uh, ats's etc uh, once we have you know millions of people learning on the platform and we have data on those people so we we'll, that's even better for our users right if i can even suggest you Okay, if you're learning these things based on your past experience, these four jobs at these three companies you seem well fit for. Right? Uh today your learning data lies in a different bucket and your job data lies in a different bucket on the job. Correct. Right correct, correct,
0: correct. Very so we look at it
1: as extensions of experience, uh right? And if we can make money out of it, great.
0: Man, I'm 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 quite fascinated. And what is what are some of the metrics that uh, you really want to achieve in the next five years, let's say, uh, as as a young startup?
1: So um, two things, right? If you ask me as a startup, uh, I'll give you something different. If you ask me for myself, it'll be different. Uh, give me both. But I think awesome. So I think uh, five years is a long enough time. Uh, very simply, what we do. Um, and just for the sake of everyone who's going to be watching this, what we do is we turn YouTube and internet's content into courses. Uh, so there's two point six billion people using YouTube every month. Two billion of them are learning something on YouTube every month. That learning doesn't have structure, doesn't have proof, doesn't have an outcome. We solve for that. Uh, so in five years, hopefully, we would have catered to at least twenty five percent of those two billion people. So we'd love to be at a five hundred million mark, building a global product. We're in 25 countries. We'd hopefully want to be in at least 70 by then, and um, and yeah, hopefully return a decent size of uh, money back to our investors.
0: <laughs> That's nice. and our early
1: employees. Yeah,
0: yeah. I want to little um, jump into uh, more of who you are as an individual. Uh, some of sure. the challenges, some of the uh, success stories. Um, possibly a few people that you've met that have changed your life and incidents so I think that's where the real juice in the story lies and I think that makes the whole uh, conversation much more interesting so uh, Shauna tell me about a time maybe in the last few years or even, even through your college life that one moment where you realized that you were meant for something absolutely big
1: I don't know this there's one moment, I, I actually don't even know if there's a moment that made me believe that I'm meant for something very big uh, I don't even know if I am but I just like to try, right. Um, I love challenges and I like setting goals, right. So, one of my favourite quotes just for context with someone which one of my uh, teachers told me one day was that if you don't have a goal on the football field, you just keep running around, right. Uh, True. So, same with same with life. So, um, but one of the first things that gave me confidence that I can do something is, uh, and one person who changed my life because you said that, was when I had, I was preparing for the IIT entrance exams and I decided that this is not what life is about. I'm just studying 14 hours a day. I think there's more to life than just studying. And I dropped out of the prep. And i just then went to the state engineering prep uh, and the person who i went to for tuition when he came to know about me dropping out of the iit prep said uh, you're an idiot right uh, in in then these are nicer words i'm using right um, and uh, you're just wasting your potential right uh, those two things really changed things in my head and I was like, okay, I'm going to prove to this guy that I will yet do very, very well, but enjoy the rest of my life, read the books that I want to read, go swim every day, hang out with friends, explore this world that you come out into once you get out of college, uh, right? And I ended up topping Maharashtra state. I ended up scoring a 199 wow. on 200. That's crazy. And I did all of that, right? So, and in fact, I wanted to prove it. So I'd even thought that if I end up doing this, I will have my headline in the newspaper saying that this guy slept eight hours, swam every day, hung out with his friends and yet studied and studied and managed to do this. So I want that to be important, not the rank one to be important, right? But that definitely gave me confidence that if I make set up a goal, I'll at least get somewhere close to it.
0: Makes sense, man, and and I think I think when you start looking at life a little differently, you soon realize that it, it's more than just a number. Like you do need a number as a guiding force, but it is not everything. Uh, I think true. One of the biggest things that I feel is just wrongly told to the world is the hustle culture i i I feel it's building such toxicity in the minds of people yes you've got to hustle you've got to work hard when it matters most but what also matters on the other side is for you to truly enjoy the fruit of your hustle like you know for you to take a moment off to reflect whether you're moving in the right direction because i remember one of my mentors telling me Listen, just because you're going fast doesn't mean you're going in the right direction. You could be going absolutely in the wrong direction as well. And for to have those reflective moments, to enjoy the sweets of life, you've got to take a pause. you gotta do. You got to come out of that hustle. What's your take on this and have you been caught up in it?
1: So, I don't know, man. I think I'm a big believer in hustle culture uh, with context, right? Why are you hustling? What is it that you want? Um... Uh, I don't think, or at least my life's not told me that anything comes easy. Uh, so I don't think things come easy, uh, right? So if you really, really want something, you got to hustle. You uh, got to work hard. But you need to know why. That's what I said. I mean, right? So I'm a big believer on yes, high speed, but actually not high speed, but high velocity, right? Uh, velocity is speed with a direction. Yes. That's the same difference between running on a field and again running towards the goalpost or passing to your friend again so that you get towards the goalpost. Right? Whatever helps you get towards there, have fun while playing the game, train super hard, uh, enjoy the game right? Uh, and the people around you and, and obviously try to win it. If you don't, you'll at least have enjoyed the game and you would have trained hard so you would have learned things. That's my sort of... Uh, belief at least let's say in the first half of life
0: I also feel what I'm trying to bring in the conversation is working hard does not mean you're hustling because I'll tell you a couple of examples that I feel relevant to my statement I have seen a bunch of people especially in Mumbai I'm not from Mumbai right I'm from Bangalore and i feel mumbai is on steroids all the time right it has its own vibe energy it's it's running at a pace that no other city is running now once if you actually there's a very common characteristic in mumbai that i've seen especially the youngsters they go all the hell out yes and while they're going all the hell out the the exit point of that hustle is a very toxic point for example they like you're taking so much baggage back home you're not sleeping on time you're not eating on time and more than anything you somehow feel it's a race and when i'm in mumbai i feel i'm on a race i just don't know why but people who are born in mumbai and meant for that uh, hustle i feel are in a marathon and not everybody can run that marathon so uh, even in marathons you're going to have a sip of water you're going to take a break and you gotta pace yourself. I feel the word pace is what is very important and you said velocity yep. which I think uh, uh, you know has to interject at some point in time. What do you think?
1: True, so uh, three things come to my mind with what you're saying, right? First is uh, working hard and doing the hard work are different things, right? So I, I would ask people look at this a little differently do the hard work the work that is actually hard the work that's actually challenging the work that's actually keeping uh, other people up at night but work smart right know yourself if I know that I can work seven days a week and I don't need time off but at the end of the month I will need a weekend off at the end of three months I will need four days off where I will not I will be in the middle of nature or I will be doing a physical activity, which is what helps me rejuvenate, right? Uh, so I know this about myself. Now, if I don't keep that in mind or if I don't pace myself, my pace is two, we- uh, two days every 30 days, right? So I know my pace. I need to keep that in mind. If not, then yes, I'm just uh, then I'm doing donkey work. It's not even hard work.
0: Have you been burnt out? Like, I mean, if you, if yes, then how do you deal with it? What's your way
1: of working through it? I have been burnt out. I think it's it's good to get burnt out early in life so that you can <laughs> you know when you get burnt out and how to pace yourself after that. It's like you know, first day you go to run a race and full josh, may you go and you keep running and then you you straight realize that oh I'm done and I can't even get back and I don't even know what to do now right and then three days you're lying in bed true man uh, but if you're doing a marathon then you need to know your pace you need to know how much you can push yourself so yes I have been burnt out uh, my solution to things or is always for me it's it's travel and it's swimming right uh, swimming is my meditation travel is my rejuvenation uh, so So, especially, so I got most burnt out when I was leading uh, ISEC, you know, ISEC in Bombay's chapter, I was president in 2014. This was while being in college, this was while doing a bunch of other things. Uh, I used to work 18 hour days, right. Uh, So, after a year, obviously, you're you're going to get burnt out. Uh, In that year, you manage. See, I also feel burnt out is about ownership if you really feel for what you do if you really feel the ownership of what you do your burnout will automatically get pushed or you know decrease but obviously you will get there so i was burnt out i went on a three month teaching uh sorry uh i didn't teach in this internship but i went on a three month internship uh where um,
0: what, what i was
1: interning was so I, I went to brazil i was interning over there in um uh, a not-for-profit, which ran a school and a charitable trust, and uh, oh, wow. you know, old age home, etc.
0: Quickly, what I would give me a couple of lessons that you learned from Brazil, like something that like really shook you up. Oh, Brazil
1: changed my life. Uh, those guys know how to live, so they taught me how to live. Right. So in 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 India, not just in Bombay, you're. Get all about work, work is your identity, work defines your life, work is your metric of success, it's not, your uh, life and how well you're living it is your metric of success, yes you may need money for it, yes your work may give you a large amount of that pleasure, but it's it's just amazing, I've seen beggars and rich people getting out of Rolls Royce, partying on the street in the same party, the streets are just cordoned off, it's Thursday night, not even Friday night, uh, it's it's a square, uh, streets are cordoned off, no cars allowed anymore, there's a DJ that's come up, there's you know, like the way we have Gola carts, they have, they have these <laughs> cocktail carts that have turned up and it's a party and everyone's, there's a literally a beggar wearing a sack dancing next to a girl in a Gucci dress, right and it's all chill, everyone's just there to have a good time and uh-huh. These same people, yeah. Sorry,
0: I I was just gonna say it's such deep perspective, isn't it? Like, and especially when you're a young kid, it 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 it, it's a paradigm shift. Like, it's a monumental shift, and and I think that perspective drives you further and gives you more clarity in the way you have to live life.
1: Definitely. So, it just put things into context as to the why, right? The why came out of it. Okay. I know I have to work hard. I know I'm going to do, a, you know, do a, either a good job or a startup something and I got to make some money, but why, right? Uh, <laughs> what do I need from it? And ultimately I realized wealth is about buying freedom, freedom of place, freedom of time. So freedom of being where you want is, according to me was freedom of place, uh, freedom of doing exactly what you want with your time uh and 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 the help uh to be able to do all of that Thanks right now all of this is easy to say uh when i'm yet <laughs> not doing my best at it but at least it gave me some direction uh some purpose uh and it also said that all of this is doable these guys came to work at 7 a.m and 8 a.m in the morning Right? 4 p.m. You would see people on the beach on a weekday also kitesurfing, just laying there, getting a tan or 6 p.m. going for a you know dinner. 10 p.m. these guys are in bed. Uh, unless it's a Friday or Saturday night, then they'll party at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> right? So just very clear that okay, if I'm working, I'm working. There's no 30 minutes mein chai break, 45 minutes my sutta break. Uh, Right, I'm getting my shit done and I'm out of here and then I'm getting my life done you know in order and I'm off to bed. Yeah,
0: Man, like uh, this I can say can be such an instrumental experience uh, in your life and speaking of which I think some of the other moments that are really instrumental in shaping you up are the toughest times that you have. Like they say tough times are a test of true character uh, tell me about this one time in your life, ir- irrespective of professional, personal, uh, whatever it is, that you were really challenged. Like you were this close to the worst thing that you'd ever seen in your life, or the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. What's that moment and uh, tell me more about it?
1: there are a lot there are a few which happen every probably every month right uh, in terms of one, challenges one
0: or one or two that tops the list like uh, in, in your entirety of your of your life
1: so i i'll pick two um once work once not as much work um so one was a self let's say inflicted challenge so uh, i was always horrible at sports uh right um, and that was one place I didn't have confidence of at all like I remember in school I'm going to kick a football and my legs on over the ball and the ball's is
0: rolling <laughs> so you were the typical nerd kid no so uh, I
1: had asthma as a kid so uh, I didn't go to the field that much there was a lot of dust on the field so my exposure to sports was always limited makes sense um, right so so that's why the first time this was literally the first time i went on the football field as is probably fifth standard when i was doing better so i could go everyone's obviously been playing football since they were probably five or you know whatever six seven so yeah so that was extremely embarrassing uh and it was always in my head that you know hey sports not that good uh, so i took up this challenge that i'm gonna do uh, a triathlon right i was good at swimming that was the only thing but i'm horrible at running uh, very average at cycling but cycle chalana aata hai because diya tha papa ne that's it right so i was like it has to be a challenge we'll do a triathlon uh, and let's see if we can make that happen so it was self inflicted because i know I, I yet have some element of you know uh, asthma uh, i know i have flat feet uh, I know uh, you know a bunch of things, right? I had never ran more than 4 km in my life when I decided this. And I had never trekked more than one place. So I was like, and uh, obviously it was it was a very painful challenge. It was nine months of training, and uh, and my trainer said iron man karenge, right? Half iron man but uh, just for everyone's context, half Ironman is two kilometers of swimming, followed by ninety kilometers of running, followed by twenty sorry, ninety kilometers of cycling, followed by twenty-one kilometers of running. All supposed to be done back to back within, I think, an eight eight and a half hour cut off time. Right. So it's imagine your entire work day without your chai breaks, where you're just running or doing some activity. Right. That's basically what it is. So yeah, that was a very big challenge. Um, to get up in the morning, to train 20 to 30 hours a day. I have cycled from Bombay to Lonavla in the heat in October, uh, right? Uh, with all this, those when darts was this, and climbs.
0: Uh, this was in
1: 2018. Uh, I did, the, did it in October 2018.
0: So, rather just David Goggins this entire thing. Sorry? Have you heard of David Goggins?
1: I have actually not. I'm gonna look him up,
0: dude. After like, this. so this this crazy military guy who like like he was really fat, like fat as fuck. Like he and he was the laziest bum on earth. And like he got into the hospital and he like had mm-hmm. nearly death kind of an experience. And he decided at 22 that oh, wow. he's not going to live that way for even a second in his life. And today is known to be the hardest. Like motherfucker on the internet, uh, in terms of a soldier, and he's he has the Guinness World Record of the most number of pull-ups done by any human on earth. I think it's about three thousand pull-ups wow. or something like that, right? And and he lives he lives in just like between a zero to a hundred, he's always hundred. Like he lives a hundred. There's no ninety-nine in David Goggins' life, and he's a crazy wow, okay. motivational speaker. Like you know Kobe Bryant, like Kobe.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: so, so you know Kobe for that Mamba mentality, right? So, David Goggins is for that assassin kind of mentality. So, you, you got to check him out.
1: Definitely. I may have actually come across him, but just not registered who he is. But guy. it sounds very interesting.
0: The bald guy. The bald guy. He has a very strong tone, accent. Uh, I don't know if you But But he's been there on no, the internet definitely. for quite some time.
1: We'll, we'll look him up. I think... Uh, there's always a lot more to learn and and you always need reminders of all of these things, right? We all sort of know these things but <laughs> a reminder always helps you get back.
0: Yeah, true. But speaking of which, I think that that physical challenge that you took for yourself reinstalled a lot of faith, self-belief that you would have never ever thought you would get, right? Because you, now you've never taken a challenge that way and once you conquer that challenge the sweetness of that self-belief is just sublime it's beautiful and i think you become one with yourself that's when i think self-love really kicks in right you're like damn dude like it's like you're you're high-fiving yourself and walking off and still feeling as happy like anybody else high-fived you
1: true yeah i mean it's it's when life makes you feel like dancing right uh, and I am not even a dancer right, there's one more thing and that's a challenge I can't I, I <laughs> never, I don't know the hook steps, I don't watch much of TV uh, right uh, so so it's just like you're on the dance plan, what do you have to do, she so say, but if life makes you feel like dancing that means you're doing something right
0: What was the other challenge that, you, that was the toughest, you said you have two, you said one was the physical thing, what's the other?
1: So the second one was uh, with, uh, you know, while building career Ninja itself, right, we'd, we'd gone to raise, uh, we were trying to raise our first round and uh, we, we thought that we'd done a decent amount of work and we had a great idea, uh, you know, and um, we, we'd seen hope uh, from these few investors in the start that yes, we're going to commit and we're going to write a check and had gone, come down actually to Bangalore itself for that one last meeting just to close things. And uh, they just said no, right? Uh, no clear reason, um, no, you know, in fact, right now also, it I just makes me pause uh, whenever I think of that. So it was just no clear reason, nothing. I, we don't think you're doing much. We don't think you're like even writing any code. Uh, you know while everything is obviously visible and uh, no I don't think we we, were in right and were out they just dropped off and I think that was the most challenging moment of my work life at least because here we are uh, almost running out of money almost running out of all our savings having worked hard for I think a good year or two and um, I remember that was one of the few times in my entire work experience that made me cry right and I just went back home and I just like uh, you know went and, and my sister was in Bangalore that time she was studying so she just called my mom saying he's not in a good shape right <laughs> and uh, I went back home and just for three days I just did nothing uh, and uh, it was it was and those are the moments that build you right in hindsight but True. I just did nothing, I was like do I even want to do this, do I not want to do this um, This is not going to work, then you going to battle your own thoughts of no, no this is going to work, how can other people tell me it's not going to work uh, And they didn't even tell me that, they just they just said no, right um, So what um, happened after
0: that, like post the 3 days did you get, what was like the tipping point for you to get back on track and say hey hell yeah I'm going to do this
1: there's a limit, you can just lie in bed. You have to get out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right?
1: Uh, so, honestly, it was just like, kithna, kithna It was literally my brain telling me, now what? to And then I was like, okay, I'll give myself, you know, some time. Uh, I'll give myself six months. Uh, uh, to prove, again, you know, to prove it to myself and to prove it to the world that, you know, you can build something. And, uh, yeah, we went back, we built something, and we got hit by COVID. And when just <laughs> telling you about to raise money again, that stopped. But uh, if you learn with your experiences, and you know that okay, hey, you can keep going, yeah. and the money will come. And the money came.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. And I think this is a very valuable lesson for a lot of young people watching today because um, even, even my startup, you know, when I started in uh, 2018 and 2019, uh, my, my my only objective was to put myself on stage, be a speaker, be a teacher mm-hmm. not to particularly build an entrepreneurial uh, uh, you know, fundable company but I still remember when the COVID hit my biggest clients were college, colleges and schools and I had nowhere to go and that's when you had to ask yourself the big questions and the small questions and eventually when you find your purpose your why and you know you take rest, You see that's where I feel the word reflection comes in a lot, it's it's very, very important. So, and I feel the greatest answers in life come when you're at a reflective phase and not when you're seeking answers. Sure. right? Like here you're sure. doing nothing. You're noticing a small lizard on the wall and all of a sudden, boom, you have a thought in your head, right? And and, and now you're you're good to go. So, I, I, I just feel at a very honest level, uh, this is required and when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And this is preparing, I I know for a fact, people like you, me, and the people who are watching and who want change uh, towards a position of handling any kind of pressure, stress, and moving forward. Uh, Also, Mm -hmm. tell me what has been the most... What what has been the other side of the coin? Like, the juiciest, the nicest fruit that you have had to taste in terms of success. What is that for you? Like, that one moment or that one specific thing that you felt yes we can do it
1: so that's actually a slightly a bad habit of mine right I don't I don't pause to celebrate as much (laughs) Um, I just always think there can be more and there can be more and uh, let's keep running Uh, but uh, there are a bunch so you're saying from a work point of view uh
0: anything personally or work whichever stands out as number one for you uh, so so it's like let's say you're the indian team and winning the world cup is the goal what's the closest you've come there
1: i think the best memories of mine uh come not from a you know and this is where it gets funny it's not from a goal right sure we ate one lakh users we had two lakh users we saw so we started seeing money come in we start seeing a great investor, we, we, we got more money than we expected from our fundraise. All of these things have happened, right? Uh, but if you actually ask me the memories and the experiences, uh, one of my favorites are when we do our annual offsite. Right. Uh, sure, it's only possible because we have, we have wins to celebrate and sure, it's only possible because we have people who believe in what we're doing and who backed us up with their hard-earned money. Uh, but it culminates in those two days spent with you and we're a hybrid team, so we don't even see each other every day. So it's culminates in those two days and you spend your entire two days with the team, you're talking Thary ninja you're talking growth, you're talking about each other, you're just playing games, uh, you're partying. And it just makes you realize why you're doing this and uh, you know that it's all worth it, right? So, that's the times, so if I, if you know, connecting back to the World Cup example you gave, I feel when you actually win the World Cup, uh, winning the World Cup will be one of your best memories, but the best memories will be when, you know, you, you, you just celebrated on the way with your team. Uh, or overcome a small challenge and then everyone all got together, right?
0: True, true. I, I think you'll start looking at the journey as the biggest fruit, right? Like now that entire journey towards that World Cup becomes the fondest fruit that you've ever had and the memory that you carry with yourself and that possibility, which opens up now, like hey, we've won one World Cup, we can win another, or we can we can do our own league, we can build our own league, you know. Uh, and eventually, you just start seeing so many things sprout up, man. So, uh, Shonat, sure. you've also you've also spoken about you being a very adventurous guy. I, I had a chance to watch a couple of your videos on YouTube. Um, speaking of adventures, what's the what's the craziest and the most adventurous thing you've done, like just just in a line?
1: There are a couple, I don't know if I I can go on record (laughs) saying a few of these. But uh, no, not because they may be borderline uh, uh, not great advice, right? Nothing, no drunken (laughs) stories and all of that. But um, so I have done a night scuba dive uh, amidst glow in the dark plankton. And it was magical.
0: Wow, where was this? Uh,
1: this was um, in Thailand, uh, in this island called Koh Tao which is a diving island, just divers there. Um, it was a night dive, uh, we dived in, there's nothing you can see, right? I mean, 5 meter visibility with the torch on your head. And there are these glow in the dark plankton which light up when you, when things move. So when you're swimming, you're leaving a golden trail behind it. Literally felt like magic, like you have a wand, like wow. you move your hand and there's like golden <laughs> sparkles coming out. So we just spent 20 minutes seated, kneeling on the seabed, and just doing this, this, and you know swimming around just to see uh, that happen. Uh, it, it's like
0: it's like when you put a kid on a on a Disneyland tour, right? Like I mean, you feel so out of this world. It's crazy, yeah.
1: It was amazing. And I think the underwater world is out of the world because it's just so unlike anything that we see in normal life. Right? The fish is sleeping and getting swayed by the water and that's you don't <laughs> see that. You don't see that.
0: Mm, that's nice. But I think
1: adventures, adventure is very important. Uh, it makes you feel alive. It reminds you again about life.
0: And especially when it has nature involved in it, nothing like it, right? Like, I mean, it just humbles you because in that adventure, you it because I feel adventure starts with ego, right? Now, you, you want to, like, let's say you want to climb a mountain, right? It starts with your ego where you say, I want to actually go get this mountain. I'm doing it in this much time. But as you go in that journey of climbing that mountain, you soon realize that you're nothing, right? Your ego somewhere shatters and you start the adventure is not just out there but it's also happening in here like for, for example i've had this experience um so every time i go to a, a forest or a mountain kind of a place i soon want to say hey wow i want to stay here you know drink a warm soup and all of that but then as two three days pass by even the little bird that comes in sings without you calling for it Becomes so adventurous that you start saying thank you. Your ego crushes out. And all of a sudden yep. you become zoomed into nature. And I think uh, that adventure also is very much required. And, and that's true adventure for me man.
1: Definitely. I think adventure uh, for everyone is is unique and different right. Yeah. It, whatever makes you feel alive honestly is in a way. Uh, in a, and in a way that you are physically involved in it. Uh, is according to me adventure right so for me it could be a dive or it could be you know surfing or whatever it is my just my requirement of it is that it has to be like a new experience Uh, right so i am i keep chasing new experiences i'm just Uh curious as a person right i want to know what does this feel like and can i do it both (laughs) two things right
0: (laughs) And I think that's that's the good part, man. And I think it's a good part of life. And then, and again, as you start, I feel um, you you start feeling adventurous about things that you have back at home as well. I don't know if you've ever felt this. Like, let's say, uh, like I've gone through something new, a new experience. Now it opens a new perspective in my head, and now with that perspective and lens, I'm seeing the, my existing problem back at home. And that's also when you get, you start getting answers to a lot of these ambiguous things that are there in your head. Uh, Man, I feel one of those places where you get answers usually when you're a, a teenager is in a community. And a community plays such an important role in shaping who the hell you are, uh, what kind of people you're going to associate with and what's your growth trajectory. And one such place that both you and I come from uh, is ISEC. I know you've been there for more time. I was there for about seven months. But a lot of what I was there uh, for, I actually achieved. Uh, But but I'm I'm so happy that there's an organization like ISEC. Can you tell me as an isec how much has HIT changed your life and then we'll get down into why people
1: should get into it. sure so um, I don't think I can pinpoint I say change my life in a lot of ways right? I can't pinpoint one, two or even three uh, put simply I think it's just an amazing platform uh-huh. right I think the biggest pursuit or adventure of your life is to just explore what your potential and uh, and see how much you can build it right uh, if we call it learning call it growth call it adventure call it you know taking up physical challenges whatever it is uh, and iSEC is just a platform to help you one make sure that you can do that and like help make you realize to do that right so iSEC taught me how to manage people. ISEC taught me how to get work out of people when they don't even get paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> in fact, they pay to come to work. <laughs> So, it's very funny when you go back to see. Uh, ISEC obviously taught me what belonging actually means, right? Uh, and it taught me to do things with a purpose. The only reason we did things in ISEC was because there was a larger purpose beyond just ourselves. Whether it's the people around me, whether it's this noble cause of peace and, you know, people understanding other people in the world, or uh, whether it's the purpose of I will make my city or my country's ISEC the best said, but everyone had some higher purpose beyond themselves.
0: Yeah, And, and I feel it's such a beautiful amalgamation of fun, uh, adventure, and most importantly, camaraderie. Right, and uh, I, I, these three things are usually what we crave for even in life like as you grow successful you make the buck, you achieve your target you help your society around you in many ways but you want to share that success with a partner or a bunch of friends who are very close to you so you want to have your own internal community. Second is adventure like call for adventure especially for every human being is very strong considering we have phones in our hands and you know the opportunity to experiences are very high so I think the call for adventure is also taken care of Um, I really, I mean, it's something that I just, uh, you know, uh, repeated like a parrot in all the colleges that I teach and I talk to students. I'm like, dude, if you aren't a part of a community in your undergrad, you're either not privileged or you're goddamn blind and you're ignorant. It's, it's, It's one of these two things because you surely want to be a part of the coolest group in college, isn't it? Like, isn't that the aspiration of every child, in in teenage and Isaac just gives you that and helps you meet the coolest people in other cities, other colleges and now, the cream of the cream get to associate and you know, feed off each other's brains tell me a little bit about that
1: True, so uh, very important, like you said right, be a part of some community it doesn't matter what it is Uh, it could be your college fest community Uh, it could be you know grow tracks or whatever of the world um, or it could be iSEC I, iSEC is awesome uh, right it doesn't give you just a community in your city it doesn't just give you a community in your country it gives you a community globally right uh, i have gone and taught in czech republic i have done an internship in brazil both were because of iSEC that's not the cool part the cool part was in Brazil I went to 27 other cities in the three months I was there only in two cities I took a hotel uh, or a hostel not even a hotel I was uh, I couldn't afford a hotel but uh, one was the Amazon jungle because wow. there's literally no one else uh, and second was in another city where there was no other hacker remotely present in every other place I was hosted I lived the local life, I travelled the local way, I learned the local language, I can speak Portuguese. Uh, I ate the food that they did, I have visited their college canteens and sneaked their ID cards and used it to get a meal. All of that, right? And that's an experience you can't buy. True. You just True. can't buy. Yes. You can pay a local travel guide, you can pick up an Airbnb experience, <laughs> but that guy is not your friend.
0: True. True. right I, I, and isaac is a community where it feels like one global family so irrespective of you know the language or not uh there's there's always a sense of purpose which is the same and now it it it, it ties you around with a set of common core values and now you start seeing let's say you went to czech republic uh, an isaker there as as close as an isaker in Bangalore or in mumbai wherever you're from like that person would be as close as any of these individuals would be and there's already ice broken and the communication becomes easier I've seen like I've heard adventures of icicles that are crazy like people who've gone to Russia, Poland and you know uh, people who are walking down the borders who got lost, got drunk and never came back home for two days but I've also seen people change I think that's the most important thing like I've seen people really really melt down to their core because they had a perception when they went about be staying abroad and doing something but now they've gone and actually helped a bunch of people from another country who are not related by nationality or blood or anyway but yet found a way to connect to each other which is the very essence of Isaac and I feel uh, as we grow to become a uh, you know a better human being, uh, in in the form of evolution I think this is where everything matters and an organization like Isaac is just doing that
1: true it's so um I put it very simply Isaac gave me a home away from home yeah. uh, in the people in the city uh in the people in the country I have I have you know seen a lot of India again with the help of Isaacers but def- most importantly a home away from home globally in every country right you can buy a home i mean and and you can't buy a home right you can buy a house uh in any of these places but you actually can't buy a home right so in fact just after the iron man i went uh, back and visited my czech uh host family again you know and my host sister and everyone and it was just amazing it was just felt like coming back home the warmth the comfort the the familiarity uh and then i went to slovakia after that and i just pinged some icicles and they said hey we're doing elections today why don't you come by and then we're going to do a we're going to celebrate after and then i joined them at the bar that they were celebrating and then we went on a walk across the city they showed me some places and then we went to someone's house and we did an after party and i went back at 7am in the morning right how do you do that otherwise so it's just uh It's just life-changing in that manner.
0: True. I mean, if there's one thing that I wish I really… I mean, if there's one thing that I know I missed out uh, on really experiencing was ISEC at its fullest uh, uh, because of my early days. Uh, The reason is I joined in my final year. But I knew I wanted to make a few connections. I wanted to, uh, you know, do some events at scale, which I definitely achieved. But uh, to be an isec or transition into a leadership position you know, take responsibility and evolve, like metamorphosize. I think that's something that I genuinely missed. And of course, going to another country and experiencing this as an internship. But I did get my chance when I went to um, Ireland for my master's. But I think going there as an Isaacer and living the life and just being there for two, three months without having a lot of burden on you and making friends, I think that's, that's truly magical.
1: True. Leadership roles? Because when else is someone gonna give you you know 20 people or 200 people to manage right Uh, probably 10 years after and uh, so so that because you'll never get it uh, early on it's like a lab to your work life and and the people Uh, that's just two things in fact you know I may be in Egypt later in the year and I may just be doing new years with some Isaacers again and this is eight years after uh, I may have met them
0: nice nice I mean that's crazy and I'm sure like you carried great relationships learnings and memories from these places man uh Sean is like when I talk to you like this it I mean this is the first time that we're speaking but it already looks like we've known each other for quite some time because of the experiences we've shared together
1: true I think and and you know it's very interesting the kind of questions you ask because some of these uh, a lot of these you know I didn't know what's coming my way but it just shows that you know there is a similarity in how you know people think what what they sort of pursuing their values as you mentioned uh, so and, and I think that's what helps you connect immediately
0: absolutely uh, man. Uh, just just on a very uh, fast just, just on the last uh, wrapping note I want to I have one question if if there is something that you really want to chase Apart from the things that you've been chasing in your career At a personal level What is it that you really want to achieve? Because usually I ask people What do they want to achieve on a professional front In 5 years or 10 years But I started out that way uh, this time with the podcast But I want to know what is, it, what is your one personal goal One self goal that you have Apart from everything that has to do with money Everything that has to do with your growth uh, Sorry, I mean the company's growth
1: Um, Interesting question. Uh, so my personal goal is is the ability to choose the freedom, right? Uh, which is what I mentioned at some point in this. My personal goal would be that can I buy the freedom or get the freedom or whatever uh, to be able to spend like half a day building things uh that change people's life and half a day just interacting with people and actively physically changing their lives right could be by by writing a book which i really want to do it could be by just solving other people's problems in my network guiding them coaching them helping them or just in the community that i may be living in at that point uh which will most probably not be inside a city uh, if i have paid of a place right um and just actively contributing to people's lives over there I think the freedom to be able to do it and, and that contributing to others life includes you know significantly contributing to your own family's life right not just being there or you know passively be like ha, I or uh, just to talk to but you know significantly moving the needle in people's lives uh, the ones close to you and the ones unknown to you is would, would be an amazing place to be at in life
0: I think that's a great answer man and uh, I for one am looking forward to doing uh, you know uh, bigger things with you guys